Hello, hello. Welcome to AI Daily. We got another great show here for you guys today. We have nine stories kicking off with Hugging Face Transformers agent. We have the first open source multimodal, multi-model agent out of Hugging Face. Uh, so you can utilize other models and really have a base layer for your LLM that has any model on Hugging Face that it can possibly use. You guys want to, Ethan, dive into why this is important? Yeah, this was extremely cool news. They pretty much built, uh, they're using the LLM as what it's intended to be, which is a reasoning engine and almost the full brain. And they're giving it access to so many other models in the Hugging Face library, models to help it hear, so audio models, models to help it see, so computer vision models. And pretty much when you're asking a question of this agent, it decides, hey, what other models do I need access to to accomplish this job? So we're looking at all these models be combined in an almost decentralized multimodal way. So super cool. Farb, what do you think you could use this for as a transformer agent? Uh, I think this is important for a few reasons. You know, people have been talking about how AutoGPT and maybe AGI, you know, somebody put out a, you know, a call for, look, pay you $100 if you can actually tell them some useful thing they could use this for in their life. So a lot of, you know, hope for agents, but not a lot of results. And I think this could be one of the big results. This could really tip the tip the scales towards agents becoming real. Another really cool thing I thought you could do is it's, it, they're not hiding things. You can actually see the Python code that the thing is running if you want to. So it's, it's not all hidden. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, our next story, Google's 10 announcements or 25 announcements or something. Google had a huge keynote yesterday. Uh, you know, if you confuse it for an Apple event, you, you wouldn't be mistaken. It really felt like it was one. They had the music. They had the vibe. They were really pulling it off hard. And I thought they did a pretty good job. Um, so I think a couple of important things here from my perspective are that, you know, you're probably using Google in your workflow already. So plugging all of these powerful AI tools into it is going to probably make that existing workflow even more powerful. So, uh, Connor, what else do you think here? Yeah, we saw Google announce Palm 2 and Gemini, which is their big new model. Um, based off what we've seen in BARD, it doesn't perform quite as well as GPT-4 yet, but it's getting a lot better and we'll see how Google improves from here. Ethan, yeah. we got to see an updated Bard. We got to see their announcement with Adobe for Firefly on better image generation. We even got to see what they're trying to compete with GPT-4 with, which is Gemini, their huge multimodal model. So ton of announcements today from Google and more products, more experiences, more research, more foundational models. They're showing that they want to be the leaders in this space and aren't going to be left behind. Let's move on to our third piece of news, which is Airtable. They've announced a ton of AI integrations into their platform, really trying to fix this long tail of AI, bring this to small and large businesses. Connor, why is this important? Airtable is already a really amazing way to build apps and no code, especially that many people don't have access to the ability to code to build with AI. But Airtable bringing AI into a no code platform like Airtable, really a big step up for people who can't code. Absolutely, Farb. Yeah, it's, you know, limited rollout right now. They're planning on rolling out more of it through the end of the year. And I think they're kind of focusing on their enterprise customers. So I'm not sure if the everyday person can start using it right away, but I'm sure that's coming. And if you're building apps and using Airtable to store data and do things with, you're going to start being able to do really cool things. For example, uh, maybe you have a list of, you know, images for some products that you have in your in your company there. You could probably just tell Airtable, hey, write product descriptions for all of these products. So I think that's pretty cool. Absolutely. Okay, next up we have Bloomberg GPT Chronicles. This is Mark Dredzi tweeted out that Bloomberg GPT, the paper that came out a few weeks ago, a 50 billion parameter that 50, 50 billion parameter LLM that beats GPT-4 in a lot of financial 
information. They detailed exactly how they trained it, all 50 billion parameters of the model. So Farb, you want to say what's important? You know, I think the open source community is helping keep everybody honest in this space, right? So it's not typical for a corporation to come out there and be like, this is how we did every last little thing for this really big, important thing for our for our business. So the fact that they're sharing this is itself huge news. Uh, and it's awesome to see that, you know, in this space, to get respect, to be treated as one of the big players, you have to share a lot of what you're doing with folks. Uh, and one of the cool things I think that they learned is that mixing domain-specific information with general information in your data actually helps it perform better on both of those tasks. Ethan? No, I think you nailed it, um, especially on that domain specific that you pointed out there at the end, helping people understand better, hey, how do I train a domain specific model for finance, for health, for law? These are really, really important things that industries are looking at and them detailing everything out for the open source community and for other builders is extremely important. Absolutely. So we move on to Scale AI. Scale AI jumping into the Palantir game, announcing some defense and enterprise uh, AI products. You know, why is this important? Well, you know, war is important for anybody who's dealing with it and anybody who could be dealing with it, which is everybody here on planet Earth. And hopefully, hopefully this means that there are fewer casualties in war, less fighting in war. It uh, couldn't be much more important than that when it comes to things. Connor, what do you think? Yeah, Scale's caught some flack for not seeing much AI news out of them. But Donovan and EGP look like two very solid models. And this comes, what, only a week after it was announced that Scale's the company doing the White House evals. So pretty big news from Scale, Ethan? Yeah, I think we're seeing Scale, too, realize, uh, you know, a lot of their business has been based on data labeling, and I think they're seeing synthetic data and LLMs start to label data really start to be a risk to their core business. So seeing them really utilize these government partnerships, build their own models, and actually move up to the application and implementation layer, I think is extremely important for a company of their size. Let's move on to our next story today, which is Assembly AI releasing Lemur. So this is an audio and language model combined. The Big news here is we're looking at 150,000 tokens or words, I believe. So we're looking at a model that can accept much longer context window, ex understand long transcripts, answer questions based off of them. Farb, what does this mean when you have both of these combined in such long context? I think what they're saying is this thing can take in 10 hours of audio and give you an LLM to interact with it on. It's basically an audio to LLM pipeline. And for you know folks that are interested in audio transcription, this is going to take audio, transcribe it, provide an LLM for you, and you can shove 10 hours of stuff into it. So, you know, a whole podcast, multiple podcasts, it's, it's pretty crazy that this is available. Yeah, the architecture is pretty amazing. We'll link it below in the notes of how they describe it, of course. But they use a vector database internally, and they intelligently segment the audio and intelligently search the audio. And it's, again, will open up a lot of good use cases for summarizing podcasts, for call centers, for training, many things. I think they have it in their playground already, too, that you can start accessing it if you, if you have a login. Perfect. We'll link that below. And then IBM AI is our next story. IBM announces Watson X just yesterday. Uh, pretty amazing. We were just talking about last week ago that IBM announced they're going to be replacing 7,500 employees or they could employ 7,500 employees. And this clearly seems to be how they're going to do it. Ethan, thoughts? 
Yeah, IBM wants to stay in the fold um, as you know, their their investors in the markets are asking them, hey, you're IBM, you work in technology, you have a lot of big enterprise customers. What happened to Watson? What's going on? And, and they came out strong yesterday with a lot of announcements. This Watson X platform, they have pre-trained models for enterprise, really trying to bring these big companies into the loop. So I think we're, we're seeing another big company trying to stay in the folds, um, how they'll survive versus OpenAI's enterprise work and Google and Microsoft in general. Time to tell. Farb, what do you think? You know, I think it was Trent Griffin, the brilliant Trent Griffin, or maybe it wasn't. I'll just give him credit for it anyways. But he said something to the effect that, you know, Watson was not really an AI. It was a bunch of specifically trained algorithms. So not surprising that they've changed the name here a little bit to Watson X to yeah. signify a new type of Watson, a real AI Watson. Excited to see what IBM comes up with. Absolutely. Who's got this one? You do. Yeah, that's right. Wizard <laughs> LM, 13 billion uncensored LLM. So this is already quite controversial. I think some things have already been deleted from the uh, hugging face world. It's a little bit risque. It's an LLM that lets you really dig in and understand what's happening inside it. It's not censoring itself. It's aligned however you want it to be. Why is this important, Connor? Exactly. As you said, it's a it's completely uncensored. It can say whatever you want it to. But I think more importantly is that you can apply you can apply the alignment you want to it. So GPT-4 comes built in with an alignment. Most models come built in with an alignment and you can't really change that. It's not dynamic. The creator of this is semi-famous. The model became semi-famous because his 7 billion parameter model, he was harassed on Hugging Face. They're trying to take it down. Um, and now he puts up a 13 billion parameter model. And next he says he's going to put up a 30 billion parameter model. So... Ethan, what do you have to add? Yeah, we're looking at a, another open source LLM. It's a blank slate this time. We'll, you know, opens up to some of the use cases that other models may not have allowed. And once it's a blank state, you can align it yourself. You can use it as a blank slate. And once again, we're just seeing more product experiences that may have been outside the bounds of an open AI or a llama that are now accessible to people. So an exciting story for open source. I will add that this is another thing that helps keep the ecosystem honest. Even if you're not using this as part of your own product, just the fact that it exists, that researchers can, can see what it does and understand the delta between what an uncensored and censored model looks like means that the power of the bee can't pull the wool over everybody's eyes as easily as they might like to, because now we can check it against what would be a blank slate. So like, nice to see that the the whole community in the is keeping itself honest in a in an organic and free market way. Absolutely. And our last core story of today is ImageBind out of Meta. So this is uh, an open source multimodal model, uh, not commercially available, but it is open source. Right. It takes in audio, visual, movements, thermal, depth data. This is an extremely powerful multimodal data uh, model that they're showing for search, for VR, for robotics, ton of use cases once you add all these sensory inputs. Connor, what, what do you think of this? Meta really seems to be winning open source of all the big AI companies, of all the big tech companies. Meta's the one yeah. who's more, they released Llama, now they're releasing ImageBind, and we'll see what they do next. Farb? Yeah, this this was cool. One of the examples that they showed I thought was really interesting. I can really imagine a lot of creatives and people in the 
you know, social media space using this. You can, for example, take a picture of a tiger, take an audio file with a waterfall, and it'll generate a video for you of a tiger walking past a waterfall. Uh, yeah. It's it's it seems silly, but in in a world where we're trying to mix everything to create all new things, this is probably going to be used pretty heavily, assuming other folks don't come out with better models. And I, I think Llama was leaked. I'm not sure Meta released it, but maybe they did release it. I, I, I think they released it, but then like the weights were leaked. Is, is oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. This is a cool model. I think, you know, if you ever think, Hey, uh, I have this song on the top of my head, what does it look like as an image or what's, what does it feel like? These are the type of models that can open those boundaries up. So it's going to have some cool creative use cases, just like you mentioned. All right, so I think that's it for our news stories today. What are you all seeing that's that's cool out there, Ethan? I know you're um, upset, Helion. Yeah, I, I, we saw an announcement from Helion yesterday, which is Sam Altman's, um, you know, horse in the race for fusion power. Microsoft announced that they want they kind of signed a commercial deal to hopefully use them when they come out. And I think we're seeing important news for the future of AGI as we get larger and larger models, bigger GPU data centers. The core input for all of this is energy. And well, there's only so much oil and wind power in the world. So fusion will likely be the unlock for the most futuristic AGI technologies. So a cool announcement, possibly far in the future, hopefully soon. Why do you think they announced something that's, you know, five years away? I think they want to continue to build up hype. This is going to take a lot of money to develop and build up. They've already raised a lot of money, but we're, they're going to need even more money to really finish this out, build these factories. I mean, anything hardware related, especially energy related, are 10, 20 year projects. So announcing this now, painting people a picture of the future, preparing possible government funding and government intervention, it's important. Uh, these are things that interest people and these are things that governments need to know about and plan for and institutions need to as well. So it's good they're releasing it now and hopefully it gets out soon. Powerful. Indeed, literally. What, what are you seeing, Connor? Uh, Wendy's has their new drive-through chatbot. They kind of beating out White Castle here with White Castle's previous chatbot. This one's now backed by Google. And Julia, Julia it's called, it has a name. It's White Castle's Julia chatbot that Farb quite loves. Uh, Wendy's Fresh AI is 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 the new Google back chatbot. Is that really what they call it, Fresh AI? It's really it's really a really bad name. That's a shame, but hopefully the AI is better than the name. June in Ohio, I believe, is when it'll be June, rolling. They out. call it June. No, no, in June in Ohio would be rolling out. Oh. Oh, June wow. would be a better name. Yes. Well. Should we make a trip Good luck to, to Wendy's? Good, best of luck to the folks over at Wendy's. We'll, we'll do a live show from Ohio this summer, guys. Um, Fantastic. Maybe we can go interview one of the one of the um, you know drive-through bots. We will. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> we will. He says declaratively. Uh, for myself, you know, I, I, nothing is so profound as Wendy's or, or or Helion. I just thought it was really cool in the Google keynote that they showed that some of the the code stuff it does there's like a little export to replit button which oh, yeah. might seem like the the simplest thing in the world but just having a a simple little pipeline right there i thought was really cool the other thing i thought that was neat from what they showed is that i think that it'll give like multiple responses uh for like the same query right if you ask it so you know you're not just kind of getting this one answer um, and then it's also giving you links and stuff, but I think Bing AI does that as well right now. Definitely. Yeah. Powerful, powerful episode today. 
Very powerful. Yeah. A lot of news today. Thank you all for tuning in and we'll see you again tomorrow. Thanks everybody. Have a great day.